up, everybody? Welcome back to a very different episode of Streamweavers. We had a very special opportunity. This doesn't happen often. It probably, it may never happen again. Actually, I'm sure it'll happen again. But, point being is, this week, could you hear my tummy growl? A little bit. <laughs> <laughs> if uh, this microphone heard my tummy growl, I just ate a cold hamburger, so it's probably very upset at me. Um, <laughs> more on that later. No. Um, I'm Violet, first of all. And this is Maisie, coming at you live from my office. That's a bathroom. Her, uh, microphone is in a band. In the sink? <laughs> in the sink? Don't get it twisted. Don't make it sound fancier than it is. Oh. We're just out here trying to podcast. Well, I'm thinking, like, in sync. <laughs> oh, <gasps> I should have let you finish. That's no, so rude. It's okay. It's okay. The The pun wasn't needed. It um, was. So, what are we doing today? So this week, both of us. That's right. One plus one equals two. Oh, ironic. Um, <laughs> that uh, we both got to the theater this week to see It Chapter Freaking 2. That's right. Yes. The freaking is in small print, but it's there. No, I'm just kidding. It's on the, it's on the poster. <laughs> Um, yeah, on the matinee sign, it's like, it, CF2. Um, <laughs> only I didn't say freaking. There's your movie quote for the day, even though it's from Guardians of the Galaxy 2. Uh, <laughs> just kidding. Uh, yeah, we both got to see It Chapter 2 last night, correct? You saw it as well? Yeah, buddy. We went to the pictures. We went, we saw, we sat through all two hours and 50 minutes. Mm-hmm. I don't know why my voice turned into the old lady. Um, we won't be talking spoilers, unfortunately. Um, on chapter two. Chapter, on chapter one, two. no promises. Yeah, if you haven't seen it, chapter one by now, what are you doing with your life? It's like one of the highest grossing horror movies of all time. Get your head in the game. Um, we're also going to be talking uh, some It 1990 uh, talk. And book. That's right. I read the book. I literally sat through that whole book. Let me tell you. What a wild ride. I can't wait to hear about it. Um, I know in the last episode we said we were going to be watching um, sci-fi 80s movies, but that is going to be the next episode because we both had a chance to go see it, Chapter 2, and we've both seen the movies and Violet's read the book, like she said, so we're going to take this opportunity and kind of Break down it. It's the gonna... all it episode. All about it. <laughs> Read all about it. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. Uh, first thing I'm going to ask um, is that my cat not knock everything fucking over because he found his treats. Damn it. Um, <gasps> Boris. All right. Everything's fine. Uh, first things first. Uh, did you like, how are your feelings about it? 1990. 19. Okay. <laughs> look i saw this when i was really young so it scared the ever-loving shit out of me mm-hmm. naturally yes as one could not not i don't have any like fear of clowns but just the fact that he was what he was mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like i don't this is a lot and i haven't seen it i haven't seen this is gonna be hard to <laughs> do I haven't seen it. it. Yeah. 19, the 1990 uh, Tim Curry version for years. Like, I haven't seen it in years. Mm-hmm. 
And so it's only when I see pictures that I remember so certain scenes, you know? Yeah. Um, so when I watched it, I liked it. What do you think of the first, the 1991? I have such a love-hate with it. Um, that was one of those movies I watched growing up as a kid. And I actually have seen it pretty frequently. I think I saw it last year again. Um, I also got to see it under the stars at Imes Nature Center in Knoxville one time. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, it was really neat. Gotta, gotta give it up to it. Um, yeah, for those of you that are Knoxville locals and like horror movies in October, um, they do movies under the stars. Uh, I've seen The Babadook that way. Uh, I'm gonna try and go see Misery that way. Oh my god. Misery's my life. Um, (laughs) Stephen King kind of swallows my life right now, but... (laughs) Fair. Um, so, let's see. But we talked about that last episode, actually. Cool. Uh, (laughs) I really like the, uh, stuff with them as kids. I think the casting is really well done. I love Seth Green as Richie. Um... Mm-hmm. But I'm I'm super biased when it comes to Richie because he has to be one of the most well-written characters ever, at least for me, just because I, I relate so intensely to him. Mm-hmm. And um, no major spoilers, but it really rings true in this, in It Chapter 2 as well. Um, so yeah, I, I like the 1991. I, I don't think anyone, it's kind of like when you're comparing Jokers. You know, like, you really yeah. can't compare Bill Skarsgård to Tim Curry because they're just such different oh. portrayals. War- world's different. Um, but, uh, yeah, I, I actually really like the 1991. The only thing that I absolutely hate about the 1991, and I don't even think I hate it anymore because it makes me laugh so much. There's a scene where Mike mm-hmm. Hamlin and Bill, what's his last name? I just always call him Bubba Bubba Bill. <laughs> uh, Bill Denbro? Denbro, that's right. Um, where they find uh, Bill's old bike, Silver. Yeah. And so they, they throw up some ramps. Um, also, I don't know why it makes me laugh that Bill Denbro in the 1991 and in the book uh, have a ponytail, but it does. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's so weird. Yeah, no. Um, but they are like doing tricks on this on these little ramps and stuff on silver and there's a scene or a, a moment where Mike Hanlon makes like get some air or something and and I don't know why the actors made this choice I guess cuz it was the 90s but the actor takes his his hand and does the little like devil horns right like the metal yeah. devil horns but he puts them both down and bites his bottom lip and is like oh when Mike lands that trick, and it is the funniest thing I've ever seen in my entire life. Oh my gosh, just like a nerd trying to be cool. Yes, because he got like sick air on Hi Ho Silver. Um, it sounds like something a dad would do, like trying to be supportive of their son. They're like, oh. we just did the <laughs> motion. Like, yeah, which is not fun for an audio podcast. But no. with your imagination, kids. But the weird noises accompanied with it. I bet everyone is sitting there. All right, kids. One, two, three. Oh. All right. Don't do it while you're driving, though. You're <laughs> listening to this podcast while you're driving. Um, <laughs> uh, but yeah, I think the, the cast is pretty okay in uh, the original It. Aside from Tim Curry, you have uh, Emily Perkins as young Beverly Marsh, and then you have John freaking Ritter, rest in peace, pour one out, 
pour a pumpkin beer out for, um, what is it, Eight Simple Rules for Dating My Teenage Daughter, Three's Company. Anyways. What happened to him? I think he died of a heart attack. Don't quote me on that. Let's see. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Oh, shit. September 11, 2003. Wow. Wild. Wow. Pour one out. Um, wow, wow, that's sad. He's in a lot. Oh, I love John Ritter. There's an episode of Buffy he's in where he plays like a robotic uh, guy dating Buffy's mom. <laughs> Shout out to my Buffy fans. Oh yeah. my god. I love that's John Ritter. He's great. Um, but he plays Ben Hanscom in the original. Mm-hmm. And I love, love Ben. Um, I will say this, uh, since we are going to be discussing like three separate things well three of the same things but separate yeah you get it you get it yeah um i will say that ben is probably the most inconsistent character through all three works um in the original i believe he is an emmy award-winning actor who's known as kind of like a womanizer and obviously like when he grows up i'll say adult ben there we go that's probably Mm -hmm. better um that uh yeah he's a womanizer an emmy award-winning actor a drunk which uh in the book i can't remember what he does in the book but i know he's very wealthy um and he is a scary alcoholic but he's not he doesn't get like drunk he just is like kind of creepy he's very cool in the book though i really really liked him one of his first scenes he's like getting plastered either i think he's on this airplane and he tells this wild story of, like, why he's going back to Derry. Um, it did take me quite a while to read the book, so some pieces are a little uh, less coherent. Mm-hmm. Um, because there are some pretty uh, drastic, I'll say, things that happen in the book compared to the movies even. Which kind of overshadow a lot. Also, the book uh, isn't split into two parts. Like, both of the miniseries, or the 1990 miniseries and It Chapter 1 and 2 are. Um, where chapter two did feature, uh, some of their, like, kid stuff, uh, as did, like, the miniseries, but the book is back and forth. They'll do, like, a chunk of it in, you know, the adults, and then the kids, and then the adults, and it goes back and forth. Um, which is kind of nice, because the adult stuff can get kind of... Adulting? Yeah. (laughs) The kids having whimsical adventures on silver, and, uh, building weird shit in the woods is way way more fun than you know yeah yeah um but yeah i i like it is there a character in it that you relate to the most i mean i i wish i remembered the original one more well it can be any of them but when it comes to either one of the newer ones if i was in that situation I feel like I would like to think that I am like Beverly, I like that. but I feel like <laughs> I could also be Ed. <laughs> <laughs> be Pennywise? <laughs> no, Eddie. Oh, Eddie! I thought you said I thought you said I could oh, be it. it, and oh, I was no. like, "Whoa, that's a big talk right there." Whoa. Like, I'm Pennywise. The I'm clan clan. It. Uh, <laughs> no. I might be Eddie. I might have like some good moments, but the rest of the time I'm like peeing in the corner. <laughs> I but I also like the way my hair is and my thick glasses. I look like Richie. 
ish. Fair, fair. <laughs> um, maybe a little bit of column A, a little bit of column B. They are definitely yeah. two of my favorite characters. Um, uh, so we'll start out with it chapter one, uh, since that one you guys have probably seen a million times. It is, I believe, don't quote me on this. It was available on HBO. And I believe the original It was available on Hulu for a long time. Might not still be, but... Um, so Like the 1990s one? Yeah. Because uh, I think I watched it last year on Hulu. So who knows at this point, but I do believe the, the new one was on HBO as well. Uh, it's available on YouTube and Google Play. The 1991 or the new one? Yeah, the 1990 Gotcha, gotcha. Um, or go to and get it on DVD. <laughs> Yeah, truly. <laughs> if you're uh, McKay's local, not sponsored. Um, but yeah, anyways, you've probably seen them. You have opportunities. I think it's like 10 bucks at Walmart right now, both of them. So. Oh, combo deal. Go get them. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, it chapter one. I have to remember how, oh, of course I remember how this movie starts out. The book starts out. Now, this is something that all three iterations share in common is that all of them open up with the infamous uh georgie in the paper boat scene mm-hmm. um i'm pretty sure yeah the original does um actually hmm what? Mi- i right. actually think the mini series opens up with mike hanlon no okay i was right Whew. sorry hi editing Maisie. i just had a brief like brain fart there uh now, when I first saw that scene in the in the two thousand was it eighteen seventeen two thousand seventeen wow okay, okay. Mm-hmm. um in the two thousand seventeen it I was really impressed spoiler alert uh, that uh Pennywise bit freaking Georgie's arm off he like he just saw the big big yeah. mouth oh yeah. The big mouth. Um, in the original, of course, we see Tim Curry uh, just kind of drag him down and get that creepy yellow tooth, uh, wild-eyed look. Yeah, he is he is pretty creepy looking in that scene. Um, but I love uh, I love Tim Curry in that scene quite a bit. Um, so in the book, uh, a difference is that a lot of the kids' bodies uh, that Pennywise snatches up uh, just go. Or they find them, usually. Uh, they're kind of... Obviously, like, I think Georgie is in the book is missing an arm. And, yeah. Uh, so the new one keeps pretty close to that. Um, but none of the kids are missing. Like, in the book, they found most of their bodies. Oh! Mm-hmm. I see. Yeah. Not all of them. There are some that are uh, just missing. But, um, and then we immediately get shot to... Um, in the It Chapter 1. Uh, I believe it's them in school, right? Yeah, that sounds right. Um, now we've got a pretty wide cast of characters. Um, we have Bill Denbro, who's kind of the leader of the group, uh, has a bad stutter. Uh, Richie Tozier, who's the trash-talking funny boy. Funny boy, yeah, that's a good word for it. Um, glasses. Yeah, we have Stan Uris, who's a Jew. That is his defining characteristic uh, in his opening scene. Uh, we have Eddie Kasprak, who's a little nervous and a little sassy. Just a hair. 
Um, but so funny. Oh yeah, he's hilarious. He has some of the best lines in the, all of the movies. Yeah, he's so great. I still every day think about they're gazebos. They're bullshit. Um, <laughs> um, him and Richie's uh, chemistry in the movie is really great. Uh, Finn Wolfhard plays Richie. Um, oh man, I just watched a whole video about them today. Uh, there we go. Um, we have uh, Jaden Liber as Bill Dembro. Uh, Jeremy Ray Taylor as Ben Hanscom, who we haven't met quite yet. He's at the end of this scene. Um, Finn Wolfhard is Richie. Wyatt Olaf is Stanley. Uh, Chosen Jacobs is Mike Hanlon, who we also haven't met. Uh, Jack Dylan Grazer as Eddie. And uh, then we have some others. Um, let's see. Uh, Sophia Lillis is Beverly Marsh. So the boys are in the hallway um, talking about um, how Stanley is having a bar mitzvah and Eddie has heard that they go and watch Stan get his the tip of his penis cut off. <laughs> <laughs> so you are already sensing uh, a pretty youthful vibe between these children. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we cut to Beverly smoking in the bathroom and getting harassed by some bullies. They throw some wet garbage on her. Um, she has this great line. I think it's like, which which is it, Greta? Am I a little shit or am I trash? Like, make up your mind. I thought yeah. she's she's got a, an edge to her. Um, she's got this long flowing, beautiful red hair, which comes in later. Uh, and her dad is the janitor. Um, uh, I believe at the school, but once again, don't quote me on that. Um, the characters are pretty much by the book, same for same, uh, in all three movies. The only difference in this movie is I believe it takes place in the nineties. Correct. Or late eighties. It's like 89. I thought it was eighties. Yeah. 88, yep. Um, so the late 80s is uh, in the new It Chapter 1, and then the other ones take place in the 60s, uh, the miniseries in the book. So there is definitely a different vibe as far as, um, uh, I'm going to say humor, for one. Uh, the book was a real struggle for me because uh, Richie is pretty racist. I don't mm. think Richie's racist. He just has a lot of... Um, characters that if he if they had put that in the movie now it would definitely not be well received did Um, they have yeah so mike hanlon was mike hanlon black in the books yes yes um and stan was jewish um there are a lot of chapters though in the books where they talk about how extensive the racism is in dairy um, even to the point where Stan's wife, who I believe isn't Jewish in the book, um, talks about how depressed she is that she gets associated to being married with a Jew. What the fuck? It's wild. Yeah, I it's hated that crazy. chapter. There, there were like, I felt like it was just a whole chapter of like Jewish slurs. And the, the use of um, the racial slurs against Mike or any other race in the book is so wild so wild there were moments where i got embarrassed because i was listening to it on audible not sponsored um hopefully 
maybe yeah. one day. Oh, yeah. Um, and I had to like turn it down in my car radio. And I would like oh, check cool. if I was listening on my headphones to see because it was just like the N-word, like bam, 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 bam. Oh. I took like a two-week break after certain scenes. <laughs> um, when did the book come out? 1986. Yeah. But I mean, it is, it's one of those things where like when, like, how do I put it? It's like in the movie Crash where like racism is a big thing. So like, obviously those phrases are going to be used. Yeah. Um, but Richie has a character. He play. he likes to impersonate a black man and he uses the N word in his name and they talk about him all the time. <sighs> it's a struggle. Mm. Yeah. The book mm. is rough. <laughs> um, Sounds like it. But uh, anyway, so Beverly is getting kind of bullied. And then um, as the boys are leaving class, they bump into Patrick Hofstetter, Henry Bowers, and I can't remember some of the other kids' names, but there's just like a ragtag group of bullies, um, in essence. <laughs> That's all you need yeah. to know about them. They're wild. Um, but they bump into them, uh, and... Uh, Henry threatens Bill now that, you know, he said he gave him some, some time off from the bullying because of what happened to Georgie, his younger brother. Mm -hmm. Um, but now it was on like Donkey Kong. So the kids are like, oh, I wish he'd go missing. (laughs) Literally. (laughs) I think that's one of Eddie's lines. Like, I wish he'd go missing. And, uh, someone says he's probably the one doing it, which is a big rumor in the city. Um, even in the books. Um, and then, let's see, uh, we see Betty Ripscomb, who is a missing girl. Uh, her mother's at the school looking for Betty, hopefully to just see her walking out the doors. But we who have known the universe better than that know that that is never ha- going to happen. Um, so we cut to a very uh, portly little boy <laughs> um, right behind or behind the school, getting his bike out. Um, uh, ben Hanscom is new to town. Um, he moves there for different reasons, I think, in all three movies. Don't quote me on that. But um, I know in the original miniseries, he moves in with a relative who, let's see, him and his mother move in with a relative, and he doesn't really like it there. He doesn't, he just wants it to be him and his mom again. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I, I think in the book... He's just got a single mom, and they just live on their own, so they kind of struggle. And then in the new one, I don't think they ever get into it, but he's the new I think kid. it is. I think he is just there with his mom. I don't think he ever talks about anyone else. Okay. I didn't think so either. Um, but uh, speaking of the, the nickname New Kid, uh, he bumps into Beverly Marsh, who is the girl of his dreams. He uh, has social class with her, and... Uh, she discovers he is listening to New Kids on the Block. They share a very, very cute moment. Uh, <laughs> so much to the point where when she walks away, what was it? He quotes one of the songs. He's like, don't... I can't remember it. It's cute. I don't know. They're cupcakes. Um, but she warns him to go a different path because Henry Bowers is looking for him. So, we're caught up with all the kids. Um, well, and then we see... Mike Hanlon delivering uh, some meat. Meat. Meat out on his uh, rounds. And he, I think this is really one of the first times, besides obviously the opening credits, but we see 
kind of what Pennywise can do. Mm-hmm. Um, we see Mike hearing voices uh, coming from this butcher shop location. Um, and then you see like hands and little sparks of flames coming out in a crack behind the door and they're calling his name. And then I believe the door swings open and there's nothing there except for you can hear like the sound of sheep bleeding, bleating, sorry, um, not bleeding. And, uh, there's something shaking on a hook and as it stops, you kind of can see that that shape is a big old clown, um, played by, uh, Bill Skarsgård. Wow. What a, I want to clap for him. <laughs> I know. Oh, He's Nike. incredible. Incredible. I I definitely, I was very shaky about it because I'm a Hemlock Grove fan. Um, but as a oh Hemlock. Oh my god. Huh? I said, oh my god, me too. Oh, I love Hemlock Grove. But I understand that it's not a great show. Does no, it's sense? not. Yeah. I call it the in-between, but between like True Blood and Twilight. So if you don't like Twilight and you don't think oh. you like True Blood, watch him. Now I don't movie. like it anymore. <laughs> it's just it's just got that same vibe, but yeah, the ending sucked. But what? Um, but Bill Skarsgård is in that play, and he plays a very like broody, sad boy. Um, I won't spoil season one for anybody, but uh, yeah, he's a I mean, broody and sad boy. <laughs> so when they cast him, I was like, really? I, I don't know, but. Even from the no first one else, makeup test, he no one it. else could have done it. Yeah, no, he's incredible. Um, so, um, during that summer uh, break, Richie, Eddie, and Stan and Bill decide to go uh, rummaging through the Barrens, uh, which is like a sewer, like a sewer opening uh, in the woods. Uh, that is also the same in all three books, um, or three books three iterations mm-hmm. uh, but they are going looking for evidence of Georgie's uh, body or anything really um, let's see uh, this is where we get that really great scene with uh, Richie and Eddie <laughs> where Eddie's like I'm not going in there this is gray water and uh, which is essentially he explains that it's just like everyone's toilet system in Derry uh, <laughs> goes rushing to this one tunnel we get Richie going, doesn't smell like caca to me, senor. <laughs> <laughs> um, there's a staph infection joke. It's great. Um, yeah. But while they're down there, they find uh, Betty Ripscomb's shoe, uh, which is kind of a, a hint. But they can't trek any further because little Ben Hanscom is being bullied uh, pretty close by and gets literally rolled down a hill after getting cut on his stomach by Henry Bowers and his weird little gang of bullies. Um, what do they carve, like, a H in him or something? Yeah, I think he goes to write his name. They either do that or they like to call him Tits. Mm-hmm. He's a heavyset kid. I can't remember what they were going to carve. So his. original. Yeah. Ugh. Um, but let's see. Uh, so when they find Ben bleeding and bloody and looking pretty gross... Um, they take him to the local pharmacy where Bev is purchasing tampons for the first time. Mm-hmm. Um, or it's implied that it's the first time she looks very nervous and overwhelmed, uh, mm-hmm. which let's face it, I still get overwhelmed by that. Uh, <laughs> there's just so many. Uh, <laughs> and, um, they kind of get busted by Beverly and she decides to help them out by, uh, kind of 
I don't want to say flirting with the uh, cashier pharmacist guy, but she definitely, you know, she distracts him long enough so the kids can get um, their bandages. First aid stuff. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then they go to stitch him up and heal him up, and Bev goes over and she's like, oh, new kid. Ben from social class. Yeah. Um, and they just kind of, I think they invite her out to the Barrens tomorrow to jump off a big rock. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, let's see. Yep, yep, yep. Uh, but then we follow Bev back to her home. Uh, she lives in an apartment with her father, um, who definitely has some issues. Trash. Yeah, he's a dumpster person. Uh, I don't think it's ever confirmed in any of the works um whether or not he sexually molests her but it is heavily implied Mm -hmm. heavily and um i think in the books her mother is around for a good chunk of it though oh really Mm -hmm. i think because there's a really great scene in the books where um she's helping her mom clean and they're having a good time and laughing and Bev's mom just literally, like, kind of stops her and she goes, does he touch you? Does your dad, like, touch you? And mm. she is, like, shaken up by it. And she's like, uh, no, 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 no. She says no, but, you know, uh, she's also a kid. <laughs> so, uh, but in the, in the movies, um, her dad is kind of abusive, kind of controlling. She's definitely scared of him. Um, there's a reoccurring thing where he makes sure that she's daddy's little girl. It's very creepy. It's very ick from the start. I don't remember how much they touch on it in the first, in chapter one, but in chapter two, they really show a little bit more, not why he is that way, but, uh, you just get a little bit more of her backstory, Mm -hmm. which was very weird to see. Definitely. I think if I remember right, the, the original movie kind of sticks with the book as far as like Bev's dad likes things done a certain way um Mm -hmm. like he gets mad at her for cooking something wrong and he's definitely still abusive but um they don't really touch on any of that until um I mean you see it but anyways um so Bev gets home she's emotionally drained from the day she's been bullied and you know her dad's a weirdo and creepy and so she goes in and she She got a period yeah (laughs) which is rough for me and i've been having them for years now (laughs) so well um, on top of like everything else that day she's like oh good i'm dying oh cool (laughs) um and uh so she cuts most of her hair off it's very short very cute um but as she's doing so um she i think this is when she finds maybe it's not anyways um she is in the bathroom i thought she was reading a postcard that ben left for her Mm, she doesn't know what's from him obviously yeah she doesn't know but little little sweetie ben hanscom has written her a poem uh one of the coolest uh it's it's the same in the book too same all the way around it's uh, oh cool her hair is winter fire january embers my heart burns there too Aww, it's so, so sweet. Cute. Um, they do touch on all three films that she, or all three iterations. Dang, 
that uh, she's pretty sure it's from Bill because he likes to write. Mm-hmm. Um, but obviously it's it's not him. Uh, in the book, she does say that she's pretty sure it's actually from Ben, but she wants it to be from Bill. Oh, yeah, honey, I know. Ba 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 Bill. Um, but while she is in the bathroom, she hears whispers, um, coming from her sink. Hate it. Yeah. Um. Also, I missed a part, so I'll have to add that in. Um. So uh, she hears these whispers and goes to peek in, uh, and she takes her dad's uh, tape measure and goes all the way down the drain, only to pull up this wild clump of hair. And um, uh, as she's pulling it up, uh, we get one of the bloodiest scenes in horror movies ever. Um, this is also the same in all three iterations. Uh, yeah, she she just gets soaked in blood. Um, is that really like after all the horror movies you've seen, that's one of the most, that's the bloodiest scene? I definitely would put it in the top ten. Like as far as amount of blood. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, nothing can compare to Evil Dead. Uh, I think it's 2016's Raining Blood scene. That kind of takes the cake. Is that the one where she's under the car? Yeah. she. That's the only one I've ever seen. It's so good. <laughs> I love them all, but I really love that one. Um, yeah. But, uh, sorry. No. You're doing great. What's up? I can't believe you memor like you have all of that memorized, but I guess you have watched it. I I have watched the new one quite a bit, and then like I said, I just finished the book not too long ago. So, um, Let's see. so uh, that scene happens, and she she starts screaming obviously because there's freaking blood everywhere. Her dad comes in, and her dad doesn't see a thing. In fact, he notices her hair, and he's like, why did you do that? Like, you look like a little boy. Rude. Yeah. Um, so, I did miss a scene um, where uh, Ben Hanscom is at the library, and the librarian's kind of giving him gruff. She's like, why don't you go play outside? I hate when adults, like, yell at kids for reading. And it's, like, the dumbest thing. They're like, go outside and make some friends. And it's like, yeah. oh, he's learning. Like, what is your beef, lady? Um, stop yelling at me. Yeah, <laughs> he's like 12. Um, but uh, while he's in the library, he's researching the history of dairy, and um, he finds some pretty gruesome stuff, including a fire that burned down um, a old, an old, uh, a old, <laughs> an old, uh, I don't know if it was a meat shop or a butcher shop, but the point is it was racially driven. They go into it very deep in the book. Um, into like what caused it, what happened. Um, it also stems down to Henry Bauer's dad in the book. This is because he's the he's not the cop, is he? He is a cop in the new one. I'm not sure about the original, but in the new it, he is a cop. In the yeah. book, I think he's just like and like a I think he's a mechanic, maybe mm. something like that. He's just got a pretty like run of the mill job. Um, Mm -hmm. but he hates the Hanlon family so intensely that, um, it kind of stems down to Henry. And in the book, Henry Bowers kills Mike Hanlon's dog. Really? Yeah. He like, oh, it's gruesome. He like befriends the dog every day for like three months. 
and then goes to get him and he like poisons him or stabs him or breaks his neck or something. I'm glad they didn't do that. Yeah. Maybe. I mean, there is a scene where he really just like really beats up Mike. That was hard to watch. Yeah, definitely. Um, but I think we are going to skip to that scene where, um, because, well, she does uh, ask the losers, well, the losers club as we'll refer to the boys, um, to come over to her house and look at the blood and help her clean up to make sure that she's not crazy. Um, but, uh, they, they can definitely 100% see it. Um, I think during this time too, um, we see, uh, who was it? Eddie is walking home with, uh, uh, with his fanny pack and all of his pills in tow, his gazebos, <laughs> and he drops them in front of this old, like, broken down house on Kneebolt Street, and when he goes to start picking them back up, um, a, I don't know if this is politically correct, but I mean, it's what it's called in all three iterations as well, a leper picks them up. Mm, yeah. And he's pretty gnarly looking. He's got like elephantitis of the foot, it looks like. Something is not right with this man. Very sick, very gross, very germy. Eddie freaks out, uh, runs through the yard of Kneebolt, in the, of the house of Kneebolt Street. And uh, we get, he's the first one, if, well, he's one of the first ones that actually see Pennywise, like, in all of his clown glory with his. Yeah upside down triangle of red balloons his 99 luff balloons oh <laughs> um yeah he's uh pretty creepy pretty weird um so i want to talk about all the boys fears really quickly uh bill kind of sees iterations of georgie uh mm-hmm. pretty frequently there's a scene where he sees his armless ghost in the basement um while it's flooded and pennywise shakes after him uh, shout out to Sasha. She hates shaky Pennywise. Uh, <laughs> Lots of shaky. Yeah, he's he's very twitchy. Um, but uh, so in the book, I can't remember their fears in the original miniseries. Sorry, everybody. But in the book, it's very interesting because almost all of their fears are uh, classic universal monsters. Um, so I think except for Bill... And I can't remember Bill's in the books. I think his is just kind of Georgie. Um, but Ben is very scared of a mummy. Pennywise comes to him as a mummy. Hmm. Uh, which you actually get a glimpse of at the end of It Chapter 1. He turns into a mummy and, like, wraps up, I think, Ben's head. Um, tries to bite him. Uh, then there's Eddie, who gets a leper in all three. <laughs> all three iterations. Pretty sure he gets a leper. Um, well, actually, he comes through the drain in the first, anyways, but, uh, (laughs) so Eddie gets a leper, and then Bev gets the blood, um, Mike, uh, sees his parents burning in the new one, or, yeah, it is his parents, because he works at a a pig farm with his, like, grandfather's uncle or something, that's right, okay, so he sees his parents burning down in this fire, um, which in the book may or may not have been committed by Henry Bauer's dad. Um, mm. and then, Speculation. yeah, who else am I missing? Oh, in the book, Mike gets kidnapped or taken up into the sky by like a giant bird creature from one of the Godzilla movies. <laughs> I'm pretty I sure. I don't think I could have read the book. No, it's so, 
<laughs> wild. Um, there are a couple of things that I'll talk about at the end of the episode when we're kind of discussing it chapter two and the things I really liked about it because there are some cool scenes that they did take but um and I'm gonna kind of hustle through the rest of it so we can get on to it chapter two um but and Richie is scared of a werewolf from the movie I was a teenage werewolf in the in the book in the book okay yes very scared of werewolves um and only only Stephen King could make someone afraid of, like, vampires. Someone gets a vampire, too, I feel, at one point. Everyone gets one of them at some point or the other. Hmm. Um, in fact, one of my favorite scenes that I'll bring up later involves a creature from the Black Lagoon. Um, yeah, it, it's well written. It's just a wild ride. It's also, like, forever long. Oh, uh, yeah. Um, so, um, let's fast forward to... Um, I believe the kids have hung out with Beverly. They jump on a rock and mm-hmm. play loogie. Are they um, the Ghostbusters yet? Yes. No. <laughs> um, <laughs> but they all kind of, I think they all go back to Ben's house after their swimming escapade and see all of his weird dairy stuff. Um, and they're trying to figure out why all of them are kind of seeing this collective being or thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, as they're kind of poking around the town um mike hanlon is getting beat up by henry bowers mm-hmm. and the losers club stumbles upon them and decides to throw a rock at them literally <laughs> they just oh at the creek <laughs> yeah well they i yeah. think they throw it at henry and they oh yeah it, it takes place at this little creek um but mike gets out of henry bowers grasp and gets to stumble across the little creek to his fellow losers well they don't know he's not a loser yet but he will be one yeah he's um, indicted yeah. indicted that's not right that's not the right word <laughs> inducted inducted um and then richie initiates the rock war as he calls it <laughs> that's just so scary <laughs> nothing happens except a bunch of kids throwing rocks at each other but i was like jeez <laughs> get out of there that is uh the origin of probably my one of my favorite lines from the first movie though um when the losers win their rock war um richie gives a double middle finger to the air yeah uh, says go blow your dad you mullet wearing asshole to henry bowers (laughs) oh the mullet the mullet returns the mullet strikes back (laughs) um it chapter two the mullet comes back comes home um so uh we have our our ragtag gang of kids um there's also i forgot to mention eddie's mom is really controlling and scared of the world and she thinks he's gonna get a disease and die um, from breathing so very protective um, but the kids decide to team up because they've all seen iterations of this clown now mm-hmm. and they decide to enter the house at Kneebolt Street um, to further look for Georgie and the clown known as Pennywise now the scene in Kneebolt Street is very very cool it has some of my favorite lines favorite it's terrifying it is. Um, when Pennywise comes out of that refrigerator, it is so cool. And there's such a small little detail. So the kids get separated at one point through the house. And Eddie uh, falls through one of the floors mm-hmm. uh, and breaks his arm. Uh, now, Eddie's also got asthma. 
This scene where he breaks his arm. Okay, we're going to pause right here because there used to be a show on MTV called Scarred. Did you ever watch it? Oh, yeah. Okay, so there was this one skateboarder dude, and he does a trick or whatever, and he breaks his arm. And when he lifts up his arm, I'll wait till you're done swallowing your beard. Uh, He lifts up his arm, and it's like a backwards S. And he was like... Dude, is it broken? I can't tell, dude. Like, that's what that whole scene where Eddie breaks his arm reminds me of, where he's like, I'm not even going to look. It's fine. I can't even. <laughs> um, that scene is just so good. The kids are being scared uh, through the house pretty intensely. There's that cool three-door scene where it's, like, very scary, scary, not scary at all. But, of course, every door is probably terrifying. Um <laughs> But Pennywise does this thing, and it was in the moment in that movie that I was like, wow, Bill Skarsgård is, like, a cut above the rest. Woof. Um, is when Eddie thinks he's, like, having an asthma attack, and so he's, like, trying to dig for his inhaler as Pennywise is walking towards him, and he yeah. makes fun of Eddie's asthma attack. Like, he, like, brings his hand in, and he's like... <gasps> it's so good. Oh. It's so good. I laugh, like, every time because it's so creepy. And I laugh um, and then that's also where we get the good line. He keeps faking to bite Eddie too. He's like got him by the shoulders and he keeps going ha ha and bite his arm, <laughs> like making fun of him, and crying. He's wild. Yeah, yeah. Um, but then Richie and Bill uh, pick a door, <laughs> the right door, I guess, and they they get to um, Eddie where they're all kind of reunited. Uh, but Pennywise has another great line in that where uh, he's like, is this not real enough for you, Bill? It was real enough for Georgie. Mm-hmm. Which, Pennywise right there. <laughs> oh, Pennywise. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, but ultimately, uh, the kids kind of beat him up a little bit. They ruffle Pennywise up and he kind of retreats for a hot minute. Mm-hmm. Um, and Richie attempts to reset Eddie's arm. Why they let Richie do it, I do not know. I do have some theories now, um, but we can go over that after the episode if you want. Uh, (laughs) Sorry, guys. If you want to tweet us for It Chapter 2 theories, let us know. Um, Yeah, please do. We just don't want to spoil it for anyone. Yeah, no, because it just came out. Um, Yeah. Let's see. So Eddie's mom comes to pick him up, and she's like, you can't hang out with these kids anymore. Like, they're bad influences. P.S. Bev's a whore. Um, she literally, I think she... I forgot she said that. Yeah. Ah. I think she, like, rhymes her... She calls her a little slut or something, but... Yeah. Um... Carol. Chill out. Uh, oh, and Ben gets... <laughs> ben gets his stomach, like, sliced open, practically. Um, because Richie is, like, done with the Losers Club. He is not having it. He is not having a good time. Mm-hmm. He's terrified of everything. Um, and he, it's too much. So him and, uh, Bill get into an argument and I love when he's like, look at this guy. He's bleeding hamburger helper or he's leaking hamburger helper. (laughs) Um, but the, the group kind of separates and, uh, you get this great scene where they're all kind of doing their own thing. Um, Mike is able to kill a sheep now. That's right. It's not pigs. Yeah. With the scariest, like freaking cattle gun i've ever seen what is that get that out of my house (laughs) get it out of here um but uh ultimately 
I can't remember what draws them together. Oh, yes, I can. Okay. So, um, Bev um, tries to leave uh, the house to meet up with Bill to go back Mm -hmm. to the house at Kneebolt Street. And um, as she tries to leave, her dad has, like, padlocked the door. And he's like, you're not going anywhere. Are you still my little girl? I know you've been hanging out with the boys down at the Barrens. What have you let them do to you? Like, all this stuff. Anyways, they get into a crazy big altercation, and she hits her dad over the head with a toilet seat. Or, like, the, the back of a toilet. Right? Yeah. Um. So, but as she turns around to, like, flee, Pennywise is right there, and he takes her. Um, while this is going on, Henry Bowers is trying to shoot a cat. He's playing with his dad's gun. Um, he's been kind of ripping at the seams little by little through the whole movie, but this Mm -hmm. is where he finally, like, really snaps. Um, so he's trying to shoot this cat and his dad comes home and he's like, what are you doing? And he was like, I was just cleaning your gun. And this is also one of my favorite lines in the movie. He, like, shoots around Henry's feet. And he says, nothing like a little fear, or nothing like putting a little fear in a man, or a little fear to make a paper man crumble or something. Oh, yeah, that's right. It's really good. <laughs> I was like, Ooh, too bad Bowers. they're all dicks. Yeah, <laughs> truly. The Bowers family is. So Henry Bowers' dad kind of, like, shows him up in front of his friends Henry's all upset, and he goes down to his mailbox and finds um, the switchblade that he had been missing from when he cut uh, Ben from the very first time. Um, it's his dad's knife, uh, but it's a switchblade, and <clears throat> he walks over to, or he walks back inside the house, and we get a really cool scene of his dad kind of passed out on, in a chair, and there's a TV show going on, uh, and there's this, like, you know, there's a group of kids and a lovely, you know, lady host teacher. And um, she uh, starts to change her message and directive. Also, there's a couple of scenes where you can see this TV program actually playing. Like, Bev's dad is watching it at one point, And I believe Eddie's mom is watching it. Which is oh, weird. Yeah. Because um, it looks to be like a kid's program. Um, but... Oh, yeah! So the lady, uh, goes, make it a wonderful day, Henry. Uh, kill him. And she, this woman on the TV is like, kill your dad, Henry. Like, just do it. And then Pennywise is sitting there chanting with the kids. He's like, kill them all. Kill them all. And Henry Bowers puts the switchblade to his dad's neck and ejects it right into his jugular. (sighs) Yeah. Um, so Henry's officially lost it. Um, his friends are really not having it. Oh, Patrick Hofsetter has gone missing at this point. <laughs> He's out of here. Um, <clears throat> but eventually, um, Bill goes to find Bev when she doesn't, uh, essentially make it to their little, like, meeting to go back to Kneebolt Street. And he mm-hmm. sees all these this writing from Pennywise saying to come and find her in essence so he essentially convinces the team to he gets the band back together the old losers club um, he calls uh, Eddie and that's where we get that great scene because Eddie's mom doesn't want to let him leave and he's like do you know what this is mom to, about his pills which uh, a girl at the pharmacy kind of spills that 
like what they're giving him is essentially just like sugar pills gazebos um, gazebos <laughs> um i know boris such a shame uh <laughs> in the book too the pharmacist actually takes him to the back room and he's like all uh i think i can't remember exactly what concoction it is but in his inhaler it's not even like steroids or anything like that it's literally just like water and like club soda or something mm. <laughs> so there's we find out that eddie may not be as um allergic and sick to everything as he thought he was as, as his mother made him think he was yes um so he storms out to go meet his friends at the house at Kneebolt Street. Um, while they're there, they start climbing down this well, uh, where I believe they saw him retreat into the first time. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, while they're all climbing down the well, Mike is the last one to go, and he has an altercation with Henry Bowers, who shows up. Uh, luckily, uh, Mike is able to push him down the well. <laughs> he... Yeah, uh, there's no information left about him at that point. Um, yeah, he just, we just assume he's probably dead because he hit the bottom of the well. But, um, so then they all get down there and they're going through. I know, that Pennywise. But, uh, so the kids go down the tunnels, uh, and Stan is attacked by... I forgot to talk about his! I did too. Yeah, he's got that creepy lady in the picture that plays the I flute. Don't... Yeah, what is what is that fear? I don't know. I think in the book he might be the one afraid of vamp... Well, I don't know, he talks about the picture a lot. Um, yeah, he's scared of a picture in the movie, uh, which fair, like, it's... Melty good. face. Melty face lady. She kind of looks like the, the creature from Mama... I never saw that. Oh, it's so good. Also directed by uh, the same guy, so check it out. Oh, weird. <laughs> um, but, uh, so she comes back, and when they find Stan, because he gets separated, um, he is getting his face sucked off by this creature, um, who's actually Pennywise, by the way, if you haven't caught on to that, um, mm-hmm. but who's got his teeth in, literally sunk into him. Um, but they manage to save him, and they get him calmed down, and they go looking for Bev. They find her... Um, and I think the only way they get her out of, she's in a, like, trance state. Mm-hmm. Like, she's floating. Out, yeah, she's floating. But they pull her down. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh, that's when they find, it's just like, uh, like, circus ring of small children floating. Um. Like that scene in Willy Wonka when Charlie and his granddad get into that <laughs> <The> thing. Bubbles. <laughs> yeah. It's like that, but there's no bubbles and it's not happy. <laughs> or, they're not the, they're not the chocolate factory. <laughs> which fun fact, at the end of that scene they almost get like sucked into a, a like a fan in Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. Or, I know. Wow. You're like, this is the end. Yeah. That movie really freaks me out. Um <laughs> <laughs> Chocolate Factories are not all they're cracked up to be. Not um, for children. Yeah. But uh, Ben breaks uh, Bev's spell by a kiss. They, they kiss. Um, <laughs> which is, once again, I just think Ben is, like, the cutest. Yeah. He's just a little just ball of delight. He's a cinnamon roll to the That's highest cool. degree. <laughs> That's a good descriptor. Um, but uh, while they're all standing there, uh, Bill sees little one-armed Georgie. 
asking if Bill will take him home. He's like, please, I just, I just want to go home. I don't want to be here anymore. Also, I should note in the altercation with Henry Bowers, uh, Mike brought his weird sheep killing gun, um, but he knocked down all of the cartridges down the well. So he's only got like one left. So this is important because as uh, Bill is kind of crying over Georgie and, you know, trying to tell him that he misses him and all this jazz, uh, Bill puts the gun to Georgie's head and pops off a shot. I forgot about that. Yep. And Georgie falls to the ground and everyone's like, is Bill okay? Like, did he really just kill Georgie? But then we see that shaking. Georgie starts to shake and scream on the ground and you see his limbs like sprawl out. Mm -hmm. um, he gets clown shoes and it's Pennywise. That tricky old Pennywise. You old so-and-so, Bill. Uh, scar, scar. <laughs> right? So a fight ensues between them and they're kind of like, how do we beat him? How do we beat him? Like, he's so tough. I don't get it. And they're like, you just can't be afraid of him, in essence. Like, just quit being afraid of him. And he has nothing. Um, so they scrap for a while longer. Ugh. Also, we get that awesome line from Richie, um, where he's like, you punched me, you made me walk through shitty water, uh, <laughs> something else, and he goes, and now I'm gonna have to kill this fucking clown. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Dope. Richie's a true American hero. Um, <laughs> but, uh, so they, they scrap for a while, and I think Bill, Bill or Bev, uh, delivers the final blow with an empty cattle gun, I think. Okay. It's empty, but if they believe in it, you know, imagination, all that. <laughs> It'll jazz. kill monsters. Um, so Pennywise is retreating. He's looking pretty rough. He's drooling way more than usual. Um, he's already a lot. Yeah. And he's already a St. Bernard. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. He's Cujo, uh, which I have a theory about that. Hi. Uh, tweet your Stephen King theories at me very quickly. Um, this scene is pretty similar in the book as far as fighting him. Uh, Eddie sprays his uh his little inhaler and he's like it's battery acid they do that in the original very cute i don't think he does that in the new one but i can't remember uh but anyway so pennywise uh kind of is like don't worry like i'll be back he'll be back um i'm he essentially tells them he's not dead yet and that everyone fears something so he'll he'll return mm -hmm. but he falls down this well and all seems well now if you didn't think I wasn't going to talk about these things from the book, you don't know me very well. So, <clears throat> at the end of It Chapter 1, uh, they make a blood pact with a knife, mm -hmm. um, saying that if It ever returns, that they will all return to Derry and take him out once and for all. Right? Uh-huh. Now, this is also... <laughs> um, okay, in the book, um, they do that, too. Um, but okay. they're still in the sewer and they're like, how do we get rid of him? Like, uh, what's the, what's a common denominator? And they're like, oh, our innocence. He's after our innocence. That's why kids can only see them, not adults. And so, um, Bev, uh, decides to, uh, offer up herself so all the boys can lose their virginity to her. Okay. Okay. It's super weird, super creepy. In the book, she realizes during a very weird scene that that happened. 
they don't go into a whole lot of detail about it. The detail they do is pretty excruciating. I remember I was eating my lunch and suddenly stopped because they're 12 uh, <laughs> when this happens. Uh, sorry for making this face. I know that, uh, the podcast listeners can't see it, but it's pretty disgusted. Yeah. Um, yeah. scratched. There's also a scene I totally forgot to talk about. It's not important, but this is a message to anyone who uh, wants to po- post it spoilers for people. All right? It chapter two spoilers. There's a scene in the book, talk about detail, where Henry Bowers and the bullies are mm-hmm. down at this little lake and they're trying to light their farts on fire. Um, there's a very long descriptive uh, scene where I think Henry talks about how he ate too much beans once and he like almost pooped his pants or did poop oh his God. pants. It's oh super boy. gross. And then in the middle of all this, oh, and Bev is watching for some reason. She's like hiding from them. Um, <laughs> I hide from them. Yeah. Uh, but she's also watching them. And then oh. all of a sudden um, they get on the topic of boners and they all get boners. And then uh, Patrick Hofstetter starts blowing Henry Bowers. In the book? Yep. <laughs> uh, yeah. Stephen, are you okay? <laughs> there are certain books that I read. Uh, for those of you that don't know, I know I talk about it every episode. I'm doing a Stephen King book a month for a year. I did, I think, eight or nine last year. And there are certain books where I realize how much, like, either how many drugs or alcohol or something he was on while concocting these stories. And it is 100% one of them. Also, like, how much you can get away with putting out into the world on paper. <laughs> Truly. His books are... I'm I'm so blessed every time he, like, I get through a Stephen King book and he doesn't talk about jerking off. It's so nice. So wow. nice. I rarely get it. But once in a while, I get a whole book without one weird masturbation scene. Um, <laughs> wow. Yeah. Love that. Um, but, uh... I'll kind of do this little spoiler thing. Um, I really did not enjoy the book. Oh, the book? Yeah. There were certain scenes that, like I said, we'll get to in just a minute um, that I absolutely loved. But as a whole, um, it's very existential and weird. Um, There's a turtle involved who may or may not be like a sort of cosmic god. That's Um, what John said. Yeah. Pennywise has also got some weirdness going, which they kind of... I won't spoil it, but, um, yeah, it's, it's very weird. It takes a lot of odd turns. Um, it's just wild. I, I honestly, like, I have a hard time recommending the book because mm. I'm just like, I mean, if you want to read it, just do it. Just know it's long. It's exhausting. It was for me. I was like, I had to take a Stephen King break after that. And I was reading good books while I was doing Well, it. It's well written. It does have very good creepy scenes. Uh, he writes horror very well, obviously. But yeah, right. So now onto the main feature, Maisie. It chapter two. Wow. When did you like it? So when we saw it chapter one, I was like, I hadn't seen the original Tim Curry one in so long, and I was like, that was just. I was like, I, I get what the book is about, but that was a little extreme. And some of the weird scenes, like with Pennywise dancing, like kind of took me out of it. Yeah, agreed. But with chapter two, I feel like it um, it made me like it again. 
and it made everything everything kind of made sense after like why everything was so exaggerate mm-hmm. exaggerate is not a word right exaggerated exaggerated yeah hi editing macy we'll cut that out <laughs> Uh, this so it just like made more sense why it was so exaggerated and um I really liked it. I liked it a lot. I liked chapter one or if is that chapter one? Is that what yeah. we call it? Yeah. I like chapter one a lot and I like chapter two a lot. Um the the some of the most intense scenes for me in chapter two had nothing to do with Pennywise. That's what I'll say. Absolutely. I'll put that out there and I think that it was almost equally as funny as it was, oh, quote unquote, yeah. scary. Absolutely. So I had a good time. Um, yeah, I liked it a lot. Good, good. I'm glad. I'm glad you enjoyed it. How many red balloons? A 99 ref balloons out of a red love balloons out of 100? No. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I actually really did too, and I was pretty shocked. Um, now I got kind of a cool experience. We went to. Um, a theater that serves alcohol and they had special Pennywise cocktails. So I had a mm-hmm. Pennywise punch and it had a cool little Pennywise like drink stir in it. Um, I was very hyped for this movie. I also cosplayed when I went and saw it, which was kind of cool. I cosplayed adult Richie, um, Love it. who is hands down. Like, I mean, he's just such a great character. And in this movie, he's so he's played by Bill. Okay. That's something we definitely have to talk about is, Oh Yeah. The casting in the original It is okay. The kids are great. The adults are like, meh. But the casting in both of these films, in the newer It Chapter 1 and It Chapter 2, are so incredible. I, I do fan casts for all the Stephen King books I read. Um, but when It Chapter 1 came out, I was already like brewing fan cast ideas. And no lie, my picks were uh, James McAvoy... For Bill Denbro, who no, is who Bill. Bill in. And the one I was like, they'll never do it. But if they cast Bill Hader as Richie, I would like cry. Like that's, I was like, they'll never do it. No one appreciates Bill Hader. No one. And sure enough, when Bill Hader got announced, I cried. I cried when they announced Bill Hader as Richie. I this movie has been in the works for so long. I saw the picture of. Bill Hader dresses Richie. It's you've seen it everywhere, but he's talking to Bill Skarsgård, who's dresses it, and they're like behind the back of a truck, mm-hmm. and he's like making they're making each other laugh, and that's all the picture is. Oh yeah, it's and like, that came out that came out so long ago, and I forgot that he was in it. So when he showed up on the screen, I was like, oh my god, <laughs> <laughs> yes, he's so good. Um, Jessica Chastain was not my original pick, but she does a great job. My pick was Amy Adams, so you might see. I think I think um, I don't remember her name. Sophia that played uh-huh. Young Beverly. Yeah, I think she looks more like Bryce Dallas Howard, but who, who looks just like? Is it Jessica Chastain? Yeah, they get confused for each other in public all the time. Yeah, and like, what's her name? Uh, I Ira Ida. Oh. um... She's in Wedding Crashers. Yeah, anyway, there's like four redheads that Hollywood is obsessed with. And same. (laughs) Yeah, fair. Wasn't it Uh, it the last episode I talked about how I just have a folder of Amy Adams pictures saved? Yeah, that's true. Uh, Sophia Lillis also played young Amy Adams in Sharp Objects. 
I'm looking at my microphone, but my mouth is open and I should have been looking at my camera because yeah. you're fucking right. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so maybe oh, that's, that's why they didn't. That's why they didn't do it. They were they were like, we can't cross these universes. This yeah. can't be a thing. No. Um. But uh. And then the deputy, one deputy so and so from Sinister is Eddie Casbrack. Did you ever see Sinister? Is that the with the? Oh, I almost said Mark McGrath. Ooh, that is a story for another time. Ethan Hawke. <laughs> Uh, where he plays the writer, he plays the true crime writer, and he moves into a house where this family killed themselves. Are there? Is the were... picture of a little girl like, like a ghost with her hand across the wall? Yeah, oh, I please. think so. I think so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And there's like blood. Yeah, 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 yeah. But uh, Eddie's actor—that was the first movie I had seen him in. Um, so when they cast him, I was like, "That's perfect. He's great." Um, I love the people they cast for Ben and Mike. I can't remember the guy that played Mike, but I think I'm not going to talk out of my butt. I'm His name is Isaiah uh, Mustafa. Yes, but I believe um, he is in something I really like. Let's see. Sorry. This is for my, my nerdy people will appreciate it if I'm right. Um, I'm... I'm trying to see what you could be talking about. I'm so wrong. Never mind. Just kidding. Um, but he's great. Um, yeah, he did great. Yeah, he's the casting for the adults is spot on. Um, they're just uh, the guy that plays Stanley looks exactly like Stanley. Yes. How did they do that? It's so uh, the cute. actor's name is Andy Bean, mm-hmm. and he must be that kid's like uncle or something like their faces are the same it's so cute too i watched this thing today where um the kid actors and the adult actors um tell the story of it chapter one together Um, oh fun yeah maybe that's where my memory is still very fresh from it um but i did watch it pretty recently before the second one um but uh and it's so cute because whenever for some reason whenever uh adult stan says something wrong kids stand the actors gets gets so frustrated at him he like rolls his eyes and he's like oh, that's not right <laughs> oh my god that's so funny it's adorable um i think it's on vanity fair uh but it was really cute um but yeah the casting was great in this movie um my favorite scene is the opening it's not mm-hmm. my favorite scene but uh in the book there are these two other pennywise murders um that have never been really talked about in any iteration and um there's one uh, where a little boy goes missing and his older brother has, like, an abusive dad. This is in the book. Um, mm. Has an abusive dad. And he runs away from home and Pennywise lures him in with the body, like, a ghostly body of his younger brother trying to pull him into the water. That's um, right. But they find the older brother's body and they pin it on the dad. And there's this big thing that Pennywise made him, like, like... He said that the dad beat the little boy to death with a hammer. Ugh. It's so, but it is so creepy. It's terrifying. That scene really, like, I think I was listening to it on my drive home and it was dark. Or my drive to work. And I was just, like, on edge the whole time. Um, so there's that murder that I was really dead set that they were putting in It Chapter 2 um, because of the trailer um because it there's like water is involved in this scene but the opening scene can we talk about the opening scene 
Mm, I wouldn't. Okay. The opening scene is a murder straight from the book. Um, and oh, really? Yeah. Uh, that's all I'll say about it. It's very heavy. It's a heavy hitter opener, and it's it made me cry. I was just so excited, too, that they put that in there because that scene really shook me up. And, oh, Pennywise is a crafty, crafty clown. Um, but, uh, but, yeah, overall, I loved it. Um, I'm not going to talk about the ending, but I really didn't enjoy the the climax of the film. Um, yeah. I love the famous... Uh, now, this one, I, I'm not, like I said, going to spoil it, but this is a scene that's very... It's in all three iterations, and it's the, mm -hmm. the dinner at the Chinese restaurant. Yeah. Um, I actually got to see that scene early because I saw the re-showing of It Chapter 1 in theaters um, a couple weeks ago. Oh, yeah, yeah. And so I got to see that scene, and that has always been one of my favorite scenes where the Losers Club kind of meets up for the first time in 27 years. Um, also, fun fact, did you know that the original It was released um, 27 years after the first one? No! The miniseries? Yep. Look at them. Look at them. <laughs> sneaky knowing what they're doing. Crafty. Um, I had a lot of problems with the movie, um, but it definitely did not outweigh uh, what I liked about it. I actually found myself getting pretty scared during it, which I don't. Mm -hmm. The first one didn't scare me at all. Um, but the second one definitely gave me some creepy vibes. Um, but, uh, I cried. I laughed. I was scared. It's, I, I said it as soon as it was over. I was like, I think I like that better than chapter one, which is rare. Cause I always like the stuff with the kids more than the adults. Right. And so I was preparing myself. Maybe that's why I was preparing myself to not really enjoy the adult storyline. Um, yeah, because I've never enjoyed it in Ooh. any other iterations. But I was very impressed. All the actors did great. Uh, the CG, it's very CG heavy. Please, if you hate CG in horror movies as much as I do, just brace yourself for it. Um, yeah, it'll make it easier for everybody. Um, there's some. Oh, free... how else are you supposed to do it? Yeah, with some with some of it, I totally understand. I really do. Um, especially the finale, um, which once again, um, but there was a lot in this movie that they pulled directly from the book. And that was very, very nice to revisit. That's um, cool to know mm -hmm. from someone that wasn't a book reader. That's cool to know that. Absolutely. There was a couple of things that I kind of wish like storylines. I felt that they started, um, and then kind of abandoned very quickly, mm -hmm. um, that are kind of reoccurring things in the book and kind of show how vast Pennywise's reaches on people period now at this point yeah yeah um, but overall yeah i absolutely loved it i can't wait to watch it again um i'm still trying to convince my boyfriend to go see it with me in 4d so i can get that water splashed on me when all the blood comes out oh my god yeah oh, real yeah 4d sounds so cool i've always wanted to go see a 4d horror movie even that movie in 3d would be nothing fut yeah, it'd be wild so i can't imagine 4D, like, your sh your seats, like, move and yeah. they spray water on you and there's, like, lots of blood or rain and there's bubbles, apparently. I don't know where That's the bubbles would come in, but I'm ready. So bizarre. <laughs> what a time to be alive. What a time to be alive. Man. That, I really I really did, like, these last two because that's what I remember the most and I don't have the books to compare them to. Mm -hmm. uh, for When it comes to, like, the CGI and stuff and you – 
you really get into everyone's fears, mm-hmm. and they do they do flashbacks throughout the chapter two. Yeah, because it helped me remember what happened in the first one. Definitely. But um, I, there were some times when it was pretty CGI heavy that I was like, okay, you know, this could very easily take me out of it. But then you remember that this is all just so ridiculous, it works. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And then somebody comes in with the one-line zinger, and you're like, oh, okay, I'm oh, back. Yeah. It's great. Richie and Eddie are, they steal the show. They're great. On fire. Um, um, there was that scene, this is not a spoiler, because the whole premise of Chapter 2 is that something happens in Derry, and it is back, and the adults have to go back and deal with it like they promised. Mm-hmm. So there's a scene where uh, Mike who never left Derry, is calling everyone. And <laughs> you don't see him call uh, Richie, but the first thing you see is Richie, like, vomiting <laughs> over the railing. And the camera angle is on the ground, so you just have literally vomit coming towards your face. <laughs> and I had a big bag of popcorn. I had, like, popcorn up to my mouth, and that came out. I was like, okay, you know. <laughs> I'm just like, <laughs> never we're going to give it a second. <laughs> so it was... It was stuff like that. There's so much to enjoy about Chapter 2. There's so much to take away from Chapter 2. Oh, yeah. And in the end, like, just remember, it's a movie. And you got to sit there and, you know, that's three hours of your life that you had to focus on that. And I had a good time with it. Me too. The ending, the very ending, like, not the very ending, but, like, the Uh climax, like you were saying, I was like... I can try to break this down, but it was just a little, yeah. it was a little lackluster for me, but just there's know. so much other stuff going on. Yeah. Someone made a joke. They're like, it's a Stephen King movie, so expect a bad ending. But immediately after that, it was very dramatic and it really brought you back to what was happening. Um, it, it was just really, yeah, I was very impressed. Um, I hope we see more big budget horror movies like this, which is a switch mm-hmm. because in, I feel like in the last 10 years of horror, um, a vast majority of these big budget horror movies have been really big bust. Um, as much as I like certain of those, certain ones of those movies, like lights out in the conjuring universe, you know, um, it was really compelling to see, um, this story put out the way it was. Um, I'm very excited for Dr. Sleep. I hope you got a Dr. Sleep trailer before your, uh, it chapter Mm-mm. two. Oh, I'm reading The Shining I... right now. Have you heard of Dr. Sleep? Yes, because we talked about the last episode, oh, yeah, but right. we only got two trailers. There was one for the Joker and then the Harley Quinn movie. Oh, we got so many. We got like 10 trailers. Really? Yeah, but I'm very excited for, we we're getting a Dr. Sleep movie and then, uh, Stephen King did a short story called In the Tall Grass, um, which I think Netflix is producing, which Netflix does Stephen King movies so, 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 so well. Speaking of streaming, if you haven't seen 1922, um, it's got kind of a lackluster ending, but it's incredible. It's really well done. Uh, a better movie than that is Gerald's Game, which if you oh. haven't seen on... <laughs> is That premise stresses me out i haven't seen it it's incredible i have the book um i've read halfway through the book but i stopped it i don't remember why i think it's because i started reading sharp objects but anyways um as far as 
uh, Stephen King movies go. Uh, they're just a ton of fun. And, oh, I am, I am going to spoil this a little. There's a Stephen King cameo. Just like the classics. I got so excited. I was like slapping my boyfriend on the arm. I was like, oh my god. It's, it's him. <laughs> it happened and John goes, I think that's Stephen King. I was like, it is. <laughs> I, I leaned over and I was like, it's Stephen King. And Eric was also like, I know. <laughs> but I was, I was elated. I love that man. Um, him and his corgi and his hatred for certain uh political figures anyways um <laughs> if you go see it chapter two and you want to talk about it please hit us up on twitter at streamweavers um you can also send us uh an email about what you're thinking about on the episodes give us some reviews let us know what you're thinking of this podcast if you hate it let us know we'll switch it up we can do something different um, yeah i'm not changing my laugh though so <laughs> yeah um laughs are non-negotiable i laugh like <laughs> ursula everybody knows it I love it. Um, if you go see it, chapter two, let us please let us know what you think. If you've read the book and uh, have experienced the uh, bean boner fart blowjob scene, let us know. <laughs> I want to know. Join my escapade in reading that scene off to people that post it to uh, spoilers. Um, yeah. Uh, thanks for kind of, I guess, putting up with a different type of episode. Um, you didn't have a choice. <laughs> yeah. uh, we both had very, very stressful weeks. And at the end of the week, I think we were all just so excited to go see it. Chapter two. Um, that Didn't want to do nothing else. Yeah, we ran out of time and we said we have X amount of hours. Let's watch it. Chapter two. So we did. It was unplanned, too. <laughs> yeah. We, went, we just happened to both be going. Yeah. I, I'm pretty sure Maisie was like, I'm going. I know Violet's going to be there. Uh-huh. Just halfway across the country. <laughs> Not in the same place, though. Yeah. No, unfortunately. That would have been fun. Um, but anyways, uh, tweet us. Retweet this. Let us know how we're doing. And uh, we'll see you next time where we're going to be discussing Akira and Raiders of the Lost Ark. Please. Yes. We're just giving we you guys extra time. That's all. Yeah. We're yeah. just looking out for you because we know you had a hectic week, too. It's Halloween season. I know you guys are ready to start watching horror movies, which don't you worry I'm really excited. Don't make me watch The Terrifier. That's it. We've both seen it. Okay, great. Don't worry about it. Check. Done. Anyways, guys, uh, as always, I'm Violet. um, And uh, come float with us, right? You'll float, too! (laughs) Bye. Bye.